Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Welcome back to Honestly Haunted. This week, we're heading to South Dakota to talk about a creepy local urban legend, the legend of Walking Sam. This one is really spooky. While researching, we found the stories of Walking Sam blended ideas of the boogeyman, of other urban legends like Slenderman, and ancient Native American beliefs. The site of these most recent accounts of Walking Sam happen at a site known for something else, and something dark, the Wounded Knee Massacre. For those of you that might be unfamiliar, the massacre happened on December 29, 1890. The U.S. Army arrived at the reservation to collect the guns and weapons from the tribe. A man of the tribe was performing a ghost dance at the time. This dance was said to lessen the barrier between human and spirits and bring forth spirits to help Native Americans against the white colonists. A tribesman, Black Coyote, tried to refuse handing over his rifle, as he said he had paid for it. In the shuffle, the rifle went off. As a result, the U.S. Army began to open fire. Native Americans were mostly helpless to fight back, as the vast majority of their weapons had already been seized. By the end of the massacre, over 250 Native Americans were dead, a large portion of them women and children. This location, as you can see, already had a dark past. Perhaps this is why it's now susceptible to spirits like Walking Sam. Maybe. As far as Walking Sam goes, the most recent talk of him begins in 2014. Since 2014, the Pine Ridge Reservation of South Dakota has been plagued by a series of suicide attempts. And when we say series, we mean a lot. To be specific, in the span of one year, there were 103 suicide attempts, nine of which were successful. Most of these attempts were sadly teenagers. The youngest person who committed suicide was only 12, and none of them were older than 24. The teens all began to report that Walking Sam, a malevolent spirit, was to blame. Walking Sam is depicted as having a tall, thin, lanky body, stick-like, which will become important later. He is dark, shadowy, and mysterious. He's also often said to wear a tall, black hat. Perhaps more terrifying than his own appearance is the fact that he's said to carry the bodies of his victims with him wherever he goes. Walking Sam will lure his victims out to be alone. He will whisper to them that they are unworthy of life, envelop them in feelings of death and darkness, and continue to speak to them until they are convinced they have no reason to go on. It is said that his favorite victims are young people, children, and teens. This community found that more than the attempts themselves, the children of the area were all engaging in odd online activity. Facebook groups promoting ways to die, how to tie nooses, and more were reported. There were lots of children's and teens in these groups actively engaging. This odd community surrounding the contemplation of suicide also went offline. A small community found numerous nooses hanging from trees, as if someone put them there as an invitation. The elders of Pine Ridge acknowledge the presence of Walking Sam. They cite him as a reason to be careful alone at night, and acknowledge what he is doing to their community. Walking Sam is thought to be a type of spirit known as a Stick Indian. Stick Indians are malevolent forest spirits who are thought to have all sorts of power. They can paralyze, hypnotize, and cause insanity in humans. These spirits are known to lure humans by creating eerie laughing, whistling, or other sounds in the night. They're said to sometimes eat their victims, molest them, or otherwise torture the people who come across their paths. 
An important note here is that many stick Indian legends say these spirits are not normally ones who go out of their way to do harm. However, they are incredibly vengeful, and if any tiny thing threatens them, they will attack with all their might. So this is really interesting when considering Walking Sam as a potential stick Indian, because it leads us to question if something happened in 2014 to threaten his spirit that put him on this vengeful path for this community. Another thought about Walking Sam's origin is that he is a shadow person. Shadow people are thought to be beings from other planes or dimensions who can pass into our world, but just barely, meaning that they have a shadowy appearance and no discernible facial features. Shadow people are famous for watching and observing humans, living just in the recess of our peripheries. It's another interesting theory for Walking Sam, but not one with a whole lot of backstory. Another idea is that Walking Sam is actually a being otherwise known as Taku Hei, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, so I apologize if I'm not. But basically, Takuhei is a cryptoid related to Bigfoot. Bigfoot again! All signs are pointing to us doing a Bigfoot episode. <laughs> the legend of Bigfoot generally is that he's a giant forest spirit who protects and cares for the forest. And maybe we'll get into that more if we do a Bigfoot episode special, but Takuhei differs from this idea. Right. Takuhei, though related to Bigfoot, is most commonly sighted in open spaces. He's said to be seen dragging his prey behind him or just staring into the eyes of his witnesses. There have been sightings and stories of Takuhei since the 1970s. He is sometimes associated with animal mutilations and also people who disappear without a trace. There have been sightings of him all over South Dakota at various, at various times. Witnesses claim that Takuhei is very tall, about 8 feet tall, though sometimes claimed to be over 10 feet tall. His features are similar to that of a man, but is said to have no face. In some reports, he is also said to have a stovepipe hat. So that aligns really well with the sightings of Walking Sam. Yeah, it does. Uh, another, another theory behind Walking Sam is that he's actually a physical manifestation of depression. Some Native American lore claims that the land feeds on emotion, and that this creature is actually a manifestation of the pain and sadness being faced by the people who live on the reservation. Beyond the history of Wounded Knee, Native American reservations are often areas of extreme poverty. Pine Ridge Reservation is the second poorest county in the United States. Households in the area make less than $3,500 annually. 60% of the reservation's residents live under the poverty line, and unemployment rates are extremely high at 80 to 90%. This is all part of a really sad history of redistribution of wealth, systemic racism, and more. Our country's history of mistreatment to Native Americans has unfortunately led to reservations being a place with high levels of alcoholism, lower life expectancy rates, and higher rates of sexual assault. And according to the CDC, suicide rates for Native Americans aged between 15 and 34 are three times higher than the national average. So, obviously the fact that these areas are experiencing a lot of suicide attempts has a correlation to other economic and social factors, and I, I felt like that was really important for us to include. I know we, we are here to talk about legends and hauntings and all sorts of spooky stuff, but I do think that's important when, when talking about a spirit who actually makes people commit suicide. Yeah, and it's, you know, we talk about people who have experienced hauntings in their lives, and they carry that with them. And yeah. so it's like, you know, who have legitimately been traumatized or terrorized by something like this. It doesn't just go away. Um, and, and so the the history and the, the, for some reason, the idea of it being an 
like an actual manifestation of depression is so like intense and heavy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And and I, that actually, I, I think this this is really interesting to something that we were talking about before we started recording, um, which is this idea of how urban legends are created anyway. And and so something that I know we wanted to talk about was the idea of how urban legends are created. And particularly uh, because this kind of sounds like Slenderman. It really does sound, and, and plus people talk about the the way it, way Walking Sam looks. Yeah, stick like and long, tall, faceless, lanky, dressing rather formally. Which yeah. in some of the depictions of Slenderman, I've seen him like in a black tie, right? You know, in suit. And so we were kind of like when we initially brought up Slenderman, we kind of dismissed it for a second, and then we were like, because well, it was a creepy pasta thing, right. it was and created on an online blog, and then we were so, like, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, Slenderman is a myth that was created from a story written on a website called Creepypasta. And basically that that's for fictional stories, but um this this idea of Slenderman who like lured children into a forest, that sounds kind of familiar. Um it it really took off and and it has it has permeated the culture in in a lot of ways. And it got major traction from a couple of years ago, I, th- I can't remember exactly what year, 2014 maybe? Uh, oh my gosh. Was it oh my god. I just got goosebumps since uh, 2014. <laughs> it is. I'm going to look that up we'll right Google now. It, just to be sure. But essentially, two young girls got it in their heads that Slenderman needed them to kill one of their classmates and friends in order to appease him. Uh, it was it 2014? Oh my god. It was 2014. Ah, Abby just saw my face as I Googled this <laughs> like live and. It was on May 31st, 2014, in Waukesha, Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm probably saying that town name wrong. It was wrong. in Wisconsin. But two 12-year-old girls lured their third best friend into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to prove to Slenderman that they were, like, worthy. worthy. Yeah, that they would... Be, like he would invite them to his home and and again would, like, this this is favor. this is something that was created fictionally on creepy pasta but these real life girls it it had permeated their lives so much that they decided to go through with a, an actual murder mm-hmm. because of him yeah although the their friend did survive they had, it was a, it was an attempt oh it was, was it okay yeah, it was attempted homicide both I believe both girls were tried as adults. You know, um, I, th- I think they were. Yeah, and one, well, one I think had to go in for psychiatric, was admitted to, like, psychiatric, psychiatric prison. Um, oh, thing. yeah, so yeah. it looks it looks like one of them got 40 years in yeah. a mental hospital, which, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm so glad to hear she was alive. I, 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 yes. didn't, I hadn't looked into that case no, in a long time. Normally here, someone getting stabbed 19 right. times and surviving, but she did. Someone, I think she... She was able oh to, like, God, pull was... herself to the side of the road, and someone found her. And It was 2014. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the I same have time. chills right so now. So, from earlier, we said that was about the same time the stories of Walking Sam started to originate. In, in, Pine, Ridge, in Pine Ridge. In South Dakota. Yeah. So... And it was all teenagers, too. <clears throat> and so, like, there's this idea that Walking Sam... His like preference is children and teens because they're more susceptible to his like his control. And it's such a like a volatile time too for like I mean like 
Back when I was a teenager, stretching out here. But you know, it's like your emotions are going crazy anyway. Yeah. Like everything, every everything hits you so hard. Everything. everything every day is the end of the world. Every day is the hardest day, and and you know, we think back on it, and you're like, now I'm an adult, and I know there's some uh, adult troubles that watching Little Mermaid as a kid. Yeah, let Ariel be watching Little Mermaid as an adult. Uh, you listen to your father and you get t- back into your room. You young tell lady. her Triton. She's <laughs> she is an infant. She Go do your chores. Yeah. <laughs> Very crotchety these days. It's fine. But but yeah, so so Slenderman originated online. Yeah. And and obviously there have been a lot of things that have happened about and around and surrounding Slenderman. I think there's even been some movies. Um but we kind of dismissed it earlier because we were like, oh, but that was just created online. That wasn't real. But, but then it made us think about, like, the root of urban legends and myths. Yeah. It was people telling stories. Like, it doesn't matter now yeah. that the medium has changed. Right. And so it's like, well, what? how does that make Slenderman any different that it, like, just it we just know its source is different than people it's it's still people but through online and most of the myths obviously that we hear about that it comes usually rooted from one kind of spooky or odd event yeah and then embellishments occur or extra stories or other odd things happen to people and the story gets built on gains traction and then before you know it it is like a like imprinted on the culture of the area that right. it exists in. Which is kind of another view of the idea that the land takes in emotion. Like this which, this Native American yeah. belief, which <clears throat> which is tied to Walking Sam, is that like the area becomes heavy with this spirit because yeah. people kind of will it into being. Yeah, and I mean great deals of negative energy had been you know, literally poured out yeah. in blood on this on this part of the country. Yeah. And it never you know, things have never really improved for that that the yeah. indigenous people that live there, um, and quality of life, you know, not to speak because it's like I don't wanna rope in everybody who lives there to right. say that all of them are suffering. No, and, no, and, you but, know, but but it but it is a fact that the reservation system has its its own problems flaws. and flaws, mm-hmm. and that our country has not treated indigenous people well, um, and that there have have been a lot of things that have happened in in these areas beyond just this once. You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about the about Wounded Knee massacre, um, but even that, you know. That used to be called the Battle of Wounded Knee, and yeah, and it's like um, that wasn't a battle; <laughs> that was a massacre. Yeah, and and so like we have just started to call it by what it is, you right. know. And so there's there's still a long way to go, and there's still a lot of really hurtful, painful history in these places. And so if the land is feeding off of that, it's not at all surprising that you get malevolence. No, absolutely. And, and yeah, you think it also targeting young people is yeah. particularly interesting because it's throughout the rest of the United States, that demographic is, I don't believe it's like the highest for like, if it's a 15 to 34 year olds, is 15 the most to 34. In that yeah. I don't believe it's usually people's in their people in their 40s or 50s is like the normal mm. range of suicide attempts yeah. in the country, which, you know, is still obviously sad, but it's, 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 it is interesting. interesting and that it's, it's three times the national average. That is not an anomaly. Like no. that, that is significant. Very significant. So yeah, talking about, and there, there are some really interesting, uh, I keep saying the word interesting. It's actually very <laughs> spooky, but images of what 
Walking Sam. Oh my gosh. So when I first read that he carried the bodies of his victims, I was like, that seems like it's bulky. You know, (laughs) that that seems difficult. Maybe you shouldn't do that, Walking Sam. Uh, And then I saw a picture and we we should we'll share it on on our social media because um, it was so spooky. It was this like skeletal figure and his arms were out. And there were these like tiny little white figures coming off of his arms. I wish I hadn't. Yeah, like these tiny little figures coming off of his arms as if like they're little shrunken people and he wears them like like a shawl. Like tassels. Yeah, like tassels on his on his body. I don't like it. And and that it's so creepy. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, well, first of all, I guess the 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 how he moves around with all his victims makes more sense makes now. More sense. Um, but also that's even more terrifying. Also, I did just like a simple Google of Walking Sam and Slender Man pictures show up. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they seem to be kind of tied. Even so, like Walking Sam has no direct has no direct correlation with Slender Man, right. but because they are very similar, they have kind of Looped in together. Yeah. And also the picture kind of reminds me of the bad guy from Princess and the Frog. Uh, oh, uh, the, oh, interesting. The, the, um, yeah. They call him the shadow. They actually call him the yeah, shadow Yeah, they do man. call him the shadow but man. I can't remember. Facilier? <gasps> Dr. Facilier? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And it makes me think kind of of, of voodoo because shadow men is Sha- that, yeah. that's in voodoo. That's, that's a common malevolent spirit as yeah. well. So there are, I think... I think lots of different cultures scattered throughout the United States and probably the world too, but at least ones that we're familiar with being Americans, we can kind of like pick up on legends and how they're kind of similar. And how they're connected and similar. And the interesting thing too is that um, the Stick Indians legend talks about how these creatures, like they're not going to go out of their way to cause trouble. Some legends say like they they would play pranks on people and stuff. Like maybe they, they... are slightly yeah mischievous but that like any tiny small perceived wrong to them which like we probably wouldn't even consider a wrong could make them go crazy and vengeful and cause all sorts of destruction and and it's interesting because it's like these legends of takuhei or uh walking sam there were reports at like there would be periods of time, like pockets of time, where these legends happened. So like the most recent one was like 2014, that whole year. Um, there were talks of, of sightings of Takuhei a lot in the early 70s. Mm. Um, and and I'm sure if we did more stuff, there would be like other things, you know, and the Slenderman killings happened in 2014. Mm. So it's like there's these pockets of time. And if we can, if we are going to say that this is a, a stick Indian spirit, like maybe we are talking currently about their rampages after some kind of grievance yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I find it interesting too because there are so many different versions of maybe the same kind of entity throughout yeah. the country. Like I feel like that gives a lot of stock to people's experiences. Because it's right. not just oh my old friend from high school once saw a creepy thing in the woods once. It's like In this one place once. once. Like no, yeah, but, but it's that's people yeah. from different backgrounds different geographical locations have experiences or run-ins with these type of creatures and 
legends take root and right and yeah. and going back for a second to the idea that like slender man was fictional i mean inspiration had to come from somewhere, somewhere. and you, you think of how big for some of you, those of you who followed it online and it, it's a rabbit hole because it's like yeah. you, if you google so i mean there's so much like fan art and drawings i was gonna say i for a little while when it first came out I thought it was real. Well, they've doctored photographs. Yeah. Like, there's, like, tons and tons of photographs of, like, playgrounds and schools. And, like, some of them are, go back to, like, the 18 or 1900s. And then some of them are current. And you see, like, Slenderman in the background. Have you ever seen that, like, YouTube movie thing called Marble Hornets? No. So that was my first introduction to Slenderman. Um, so like they're they're not sponsoring us. This was like many many years ago. But plug for anybody who's interested, it was this like I guess kind of movie. Maybe it was on YouTube. So there were like these videos, and it was a series of videos, and it was like this guy trying to make a film with his friends but as he's doing it things start to go kind of crazy and Slenderman starts to like, it's like kind of Blair Witchy a yeah okay. and it's it's very spooky uh you know honestly I don't know if I ever this was a long time ago I was like in undergrad when I first saw it YouTube was like barely a thing <laughs> <laughs> showing my age a little bit Man. but um interesting but that was my first introduction to it and the way that it, I'm sure it probably seems super fake now, like looking back on it and the way that things have evolved technologically and everything. But at the time, it seemed real. Pretty real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the picture is like, obviously, like it's, everybody knows that they've, since then, like they've been doctored and those are right. real photographs. But like at the time, like. Looking Scary. at it, you're, yeah, in your dorm room by yourself, like, looking at stuff, yeah. you're like, this is legit. And I'm like, why scary. do I do this to myself? I know, yeah. Well, I'm, then we become podcast hosts of a haunted podcast, right. so. and research stuff at night, and it's you know, good for us. You guys can totally see how we got to this point in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the signs were all there. The signs were all there. So, but, you know, in the midst of talking about all this, you know, this was kind of a heavier episode. So we, we just want to take a moment real quick to say, you know, we talked about a, a lot of things in this episode, but if you or a loved one are suffering from depression or contemplating suicide, there are resources. We wanted to make sure that information was available, you know, that you know what it is and where to find it. But uh, for suicide prevention or to speak to someone confidentially, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at one 800 273 And if you're not in the U.S., uh, if you're not a, one of our listeners in the U.S., many other countries have resources like this. But we wanted to make sure that you have ears that are, are willing to yeah. listen to you. And we know that this is a, a true problem and we don't want to make light or, or entertainment out of, out of this or anything like that. So it's, it's a really heavy topic and it also shows us like some of these hauntings, you know, when we, we classify them as haunted or not haunted, obviously it's our, our, our experience and our research and what we can figure out for ourselves. Um, but we know that there is, there's a human cost yeah, at absolutely. a lot of these stories. Like people have lost lives People's There's histories of disparity and of uh, injustice. And quality of life has been greatly altered through these events, which, I mean, I think I, th I think all, can ultimately only lead to our verdict this week as being honestly, honestly haunted. haunted. Yeah. I don't think we had kind of any question in our minds this, this week. It seems so permeated throughout so, so much of the culture, the world, society. Yeah, and we also, I mean, we don't want to make light, because we know, like, people experience 
legitimate, tangible problems. Yeah. Like, there are, there are real injustices, grievances in the world that make people's lives difficult and make suicide seem like plausible options to them. And we, we understand that um, completely. But we also... The idea that there are extra forces, spiritual... That can feed on those things. That can feed on those things. Yeah. And even amplify them is something of... Absolutely. You know, at the core of this, it's like, if if somebody is contemplating suicide, then then we hope that that person can get help, and, and we don't want that person to be alone, and... Us saying that, yeah, you know, we maybe maybe walking Sam is real doesn't at all discount the very real type of help and things that they can get in in our tangible world. Yes. Um. To to you know get better and to and to get what they need. Hundred percent. So yeah. So we I think we feel things that are really real and we have to give credit to those things and pay attention to those things and address those things. Absolutely. As best as as we you know can. Um, but then also realizing that like the energy that surround us can, can help or hurt us in those endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what this all comes down to. All of these stories is, is, you know, there's a real human behind all of these things, but there could also be crazy energy that we don't understand, histories that have made a mark on places and, also, the fact that we as humans actually have a lot of weight in the creation of these sorts of myths and mm-hmm. legends and things that permeate our world. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know if the, after the that 2014 Slenderman uh, yeah. attempted murder, I wonder, I don't know if that guy, the creator, sort of ever came out and said anything. Because it's like, granted, like, I, I wouldn't say like it's his intellectual property i would never say like it was his intellectual property that created the situation for those girls to go try to murder their peer but i do wonder if he ever said anything is there anything that you can see so in a real quick google search the guy who is known as creating slender man is eric nudson um and he did speak on the stabbing when it happened so in 2014 he um he did give a statement to the media uh and he said that he was deeply saddened by the brutal stabbings that happened in wisconsin yeah so he said i'm deeply saddened by the tragedy in wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act uh he also didn't give any interviews on the topic so he released that statement but that was it and honestly i think that's enough i don't yeah. as, as a creator myself i don't think that other people interpreting that media in in that way would necessarily fall to me right. I, I hope not i certainly hope not i think yeah. that those those girls clearly had a lot more going um, on, going on. <laughs> and and I don't think I think if it wasn't Slenderman for them it would be something, something else, else. Absolutely. Um, which kind of just goes even more to the fact that like it could be Slenderman it could be Walking Sam it could be Takuhe it could be something Shadow people yeah, yeah any... something we haven't named yet yes or Bigfoot or Bigfoot or Bi- but coming less, back to Bigfoot less Bigfoot he's more of a caretaker of the forest I'm but... just surprised at how much Bigfoot keeps coming into all of our stories. <laughs> I guess it's because we're doing this like tour of the United yeah. States and Bigfoot has like basically had an appearance uh, in every Bigfoot state. Bigfoot travels, man. So Bigfoot yeah. is like on the move. We might, yeah, I feel like 
well, yeah, we'll have to do like an ode to Bigfoot. At some point. <laughs> ode to Bigfoot and his travels. And his travels. <laughs> but we thank you guys so much for listening in this week. We know it was a little heavy, so you know, take after, a few deep breaths. As it's daytime, where you're at, go outside. If it's nighttime, breath. don't just just don't. Yeah, after this, maybe not. You can yeah. still take deep breaths though. Yes, Those are take, take good. deep breaths, but but maybe don't go out alone, and definitely don't follow eerie laughs or or cries or whistles or anything that could be walking Sam calling we, to you. We really shouldn't have to tell you that, but we but will. you know <laughs> we'll, we'll say it anyway. <laughs> but we thank you guys again for listening this week. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our website. Give us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from you and we'll be back in two weeks with more honestly haunted